Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, APPA's News Director. Our guest on this episode is Wes Kelly, President and CEO of Alabama Public Power Utility, Huntsville Utilities. Wes, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've been listening to these, and it's uh, quite a privilege to be uh, one of the guests. Oh, great. Thanks, Wes. Um, so, so, Wes, just to get our, our, our uh, conversation started, um, can you talk about Huntsville Utilities in terms of uh, just giving kind of an overview for listeners who may not be familiar with it? Absolutely. Yeah, Huntsville is not a particularly well-known community because it's on a road to nowhere. Uh, it, we are not on any major interstate. We have an interstate that cuts through, but it is uh, sort of spurs off of uh, Interstate 65. So there's not a lot of people who come through Huntsville going somewhere else. But that is really one of the best parts about Huntsville is the people who are here know that it's here. It is a special place. The bread and butter of this community is the defense and aerospace industry, although we have a lot of automotive here as well and advanced manufacturing. So this community was a sleepy cotton town all the way up into the 1950s. It was, matter of fact, in 1950, I think it was the 14th largest city in the state of Alabama. Today, it is the largest city in the state of Alabama. So that's quite a change in, since 1950. But at that time in 1950, like I said, it was pretty much just an agricultural cotton town. But then the uh, U.S. space program was born here in Huntsville. Uh, the German rocket scientists that were accumulated after the World War II were moved here to Huntsville, Alabama. Sput the Russians launched Sputnik, and uh, Bernard von Braun and the other scientists built the Redstone rocket that sent Alan Shepard into the moon, uh, excuse me, sent Alan Shepard into space, and then built the Saturn V rocket that sent Americans to the moon, all right here in Huntsville, Alabama. So our, our name is the Rocket City. Interesting history. So, so just uh, switching topics, I uh, wanted to talk about renewable energy in, in researching, um, in preparation for this interview. One of the things that jumped out at me was the news in April that Huntsville Utilities and Toyota had announced uh, PPA to support a $49 million solar project. Can you offer additional details on this PPA, PPA on the project as well as the utility's overall renewable energy plans? Sure. Let me uh, paint a little bit of a picture about Huntsville Utilities. Uh, we serve right now about 215,000 meters, and we do that through about 4,000 miles of distribution and 115 substations, lot, lots of little substations. And our, our peak, our, our peak uh, load is about 1,400 megawatts. Normal load is about 1,000 to 1,200 megawatts. Just to give you an idea of frame of reference for the utility, we are a distribution utility on the electric side. Uh, Huntsville Utilities, electric, water, gas, and we have a fiber function as well. But on the electric side, we're distribution only. We get our power from the Tennessee Valley Authority. So uh, Huntsville, the south end of the city of Huntsville is the Tennessee River. So obviously we are deeply connected in the Tennessee Valley uh, region and the Tennessee Valley Authority. And so since Huntsville Utilities electric founding in uh, 81 years ago, uh, it has been a party to a wholesale power contract with TVA. That meant that all of our power needs, both renewable and otherwise, have been met through TVA's energy portfolio. Recently, TVA has modified the agreement and allowed for local generation up to 5% of our generation needs that, that uh, fit within an environmental acceptable uh, technologies. So uh, this project we did with Toyota was... Uh, 
the largest flexibility project so far within the Tennessee Valley utilities. There's 155 municipal and cooperative systems that buy power from the TVA. And so far, this is this project is the largest flexibility project, although it's not on yet. Uh, the ground has been broken. Dirt is moving. Uh, material is arriving. Uh, so by April of next year, we plan to flip the switch and have it uh, turned on. And it is a 30 megawatt solar installation. And what makes it interesting is that it is a partnership with our customer. So I mentioned that Huntsville has defense and aerospace, automotive, advanced manufacturing. One of those incredibly important players is Toyota. We have both a Toyota engine plant in our community and a Mazda Toyota car assembly plant in our community. At the engine plant, they have some land around that facility and that's where the acreage came from for this solar development. Originally, Toyota was gonna do this as a solar program to meet its own corporate sustainability objectives. And we interjected and said, hey, let's talk about doing it a different way. So a subsidiary of Toyota Motor Group, which is Toyota Tusho, uh, which is a support, uh, I'm not exactly sure how to describe Toyota mm -hmm. Tusho, but it is, a, it is a part of the Toyota Group family, it has many different uh, business enterprises. One of those business enterprises is solar development. And so we worked with Toyota Tusho as the solar developer partnering with Toyota Motor Company as the property owner to uh, bring this development together. And so it is a 30-year PPA for the 30 megawatts of generation. The price does have an escalator in it, but it's still going to be, uh, at the end of the term, it's still lower than our wholesale price to TVA today. So I'm not too worried about that. So um, we're excited about it because Toyota's excited about it. Our community is excited that, that we have a, uh, our first foray into significant solar. Uh, and really, I hope it's good for the Valley as more local power companies that partner with TVA start to stand up their own renewable programs. It sounds like this is also, there's an economic development element to this, obviously, where uh, an another large corporation or company um, looks at your area, you can pitch this this project and this PPA is, is something that could be attractive to them. Absolutely. And the recs that come off of this program uh, or this project, some of the recs are going to Toyota, some of the recs are going to Huntsville Utilities. Those recs that are going to Huntsville Utilities, we can make available to other customers that don't just want to buy recs on the market somewhere in North America. They want to buy recs for local generation in their community. We've noticed that uh, our customers that do a lot of European business are particularly interested in that. Mm. And so it's nice to have uh, new options on the table to support our customers that are really trying to have to meet their sustainability goals. So just switching gears here and turning to the topic of energy storage, which, you know, you're ha having your, you're having listened to a lot of the episodes, you know, that's that's a question that I've asked a lot of our guests about. And recently, Huntsville Utilities announced that it's going to receive a $125,000 demonstration of energy efficiency and developments grant from APPA, and that's going to go towards the utilities battery energy, energy storage system. What spurred the utilities interest in uh, pursuing the system? Well, we honestly, we need to get smarter about storage. Uh, there's no question it is important. Th this winter, for the first time, our region had rolling blackouts associated with Winter Storm Elliott. Mm. And uh, boy, that brings to mind it would be real helpful to uh, to have some, some serious utility-scale storage available. 
So I look up the road to our peer uh, public power system in Chattanooga, and they have about seven megawatts of batteries on their system. And that is an enviable position, but all of us would like more. Huntsville currently has zero. <laughs> so right. we got a long way to go. And this deed grant is going to be very helpful to make our engineering team and our operations team sharper and smarter on this subject, get something deployed and something we can start rolling out. I mentioned how important the defense and aerospace community is. I would love in our research park, which is the second largest research park in America, I would love to be able to set up microgrid situation there for them so that those uh, incredibly defense-oriented customers can tout that as they're going after different projects, that they have a resilient power system that feeds their uh, infrastructure here in town. So that might mean uh, theoretically not only storage, maybe a little bit of of gas backup or some such, but uh, and certainly more intelligent uh, uh, grid operations. But these are the sorts of things that used to seem like science fiction. And now it is increasingly just where we need to be and how local utilities need to respond to the needs of their community. Now, you mentioned TVA earlier in our in our discussion. Um, so that 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 leads into my, my next question, which was if you could talk about um, the utilities relationship, not only with TVA, but with the Tennessee Valley Public Power Association. Yeah, happy to do so. Yeah, the Valley is a unique place. It's a special place. I started my career in the Midwest up in Michigan. At a small municipal system up there. And then when I, I came to Tennessee originally, or a utility in Tennessee, it took me a while to get used to it because the valley is very collegial, is a term that I will use. Uh, it is, we, we are very much all for one and one for all. And that includes uniquely municipals and cooperatives together. Now, there are differences, uh, and we don't always have perfect alignment, but I would say 90% of the time, we are rowing the same direction. And that includes with TVA's leadership. Now, TVA started by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, part of the New Deal. For most of TVA's existence, it was governed by uh, an appointed three-member board that were full-time directors that ran the everyday operation. About 20 years ago, that changed into a more of a corporate model where there is a nine-member part-time board appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate, and then this, they hire a CEO and executive staff and all that to run the, run the utilities. And so that has been the TVA I've known. I came to the Valley the same year that the full, first full-time CEO came to uh, TVA. And so it's been a, a good journey to look at how a, an area that has a shared power portfolio in excess of 30,000 megawatts of capacity divided among 150 four utilities, some of which serving major metros such as Nashville and Memphis and, and, and other communities, how all of that works together. And the Tennessee Valley Public Power Association that you referenced is a big part of that. So we all know who APPA is. We're listening to their, to their podcast right now. But TVPPA is a regional association of the municipal and cooperative systems that buy power from TVA. I had the privilege of being chairman of TVPPA for the last three years, and uh, those have been three very interesting years. Um, One, we changed our wholesale power contract to TVA during that period of time. Uh, Let's see, we did uh, the pandemic during that period of time. We went through our winter storm Elliott situation. 
TVA has been shuttering a lot of its coal assets, talking about pivoting into, into serious solar generation. And now increasingly, we have a lot of economic development prospects looking in our area, and we're trying to work through the infrastructure and the generation required to meet not only a growing area, you know, this all started to lift Appalachia out of poverty. I think that's worked. Uh, this area is very uh, economically vibrant. And uh, indeed, from an in economic development standpoint, industrial development standpoint, we've never seen projects as large as what are knocking on our door today. So, I mean, I guess it goes without saying that, you know, in terms of your your personal um, interactions with, with both of these organizations, there, there's instances where um, you, you will come across something that you can apply to Huntsville Utilities specifically? There's no question. So, yeah, the more we engage both nationally and regionally, and of course, we in the Valley, we tend to be a little myopic sometimes. We tend to just look at the Valley because it is a closed fence. And what I mean by that is there's an oddity to TVA. It's the only transmission system in the nation that doesn't wheel power. Mm. It has an exemption or an exclusion, uh, sometimes debated. Uh, it's sort of like uh, TVA and FERC have decided to agree to disagree on that subject. But the long and the short of it is um, there's very little power that flows out in and out of TVA's boundary. So that means that we often focus our attention very intently internally. But as you do these things and go to these meetings and participate in these discussions and work through rate structures and work through IRP plans, all of that influences your knowledge of the industry. And when customers come and knock on my door and say, hey, Wes, we have a need. Can you help us? I have the picture of how it all fits within the national and regional landscape. And so it really provides a depth of understanding that uh, that if you weren't associated with your state and national associations, boy, you would really be missing out. I think that I learned so much from the peers in this industry. It is a beautiful industry and in that people will share their successes and failures. Uh, we will support one another in some in some pretty impactful ways. And and whatever smarts I have in this business is what I have gleaned from my peers. And I did want to note for our listeners before we wrapped up the fact that you recently received from TVPPA their Richard C. Cropper Distinguished Service Award. So I just wanted to to make mention of that. Um, I don't know if you had any comments on that. Uh, absolutely. That's very nice of you to, to reference that. That's a, sure thing. That, that is a, a nice honor in the Valley. They only give out one of those a year, and that's an elite club. And I... Uh, yeah. I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. Okay, great. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, you know, since you've listened to some of our, our podcast episodes, I'm sure you'll not be surprised that, that you have an open invitation to, to come back as a guest at some point in the future. We can revisit some of these topics, or I'm sure there'll be plenty of other things going on with Huntsville Utilities that we can we can talk further about. So thanks again, Wes, for for taking the time. Absolutely. It was a privilege and uh look forward to anything I can do to support public power. All right, great. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which is produced by Julio Guerrero, graphic and digital designer at APPA. I'm Paul Champoli, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power. <laughs>